Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 212. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the World Cup phony war. The serious stuff really should be starting about now. The team's reluctant to fire a shot with reserve outfits, by and large, in action in three ODI this week, which we're going to try and decipher. How do we make sense of it, Sam Collins? I've given up trying to understand international team selection, uh, Hawkins. New Zealand perhaps take the prize for the dumbest call by not utilising superb preparation in Bangladesh, but uh, more on that later. Uh, in the meantime, let's say hello to uh, to two people who cannot be accused of uh, not utilising superb preparation. Uh, first up, here's Richard from SportingLife.com. Hello, Paul. Richard, rather. Sorry, that's my prep. Hello, hello, hello Sam. Hello, hello. Um, and uh, alongside you, we will roll out the red carpet for Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfair, who teamed to, who, who tipped a 90-1 to 1 winner last week in the best bets, and a few more besides Paul Krishnamurti. Tell us more. Hi, Sam. Yeah, great week. Um, Yannick Karaya won at 90-1. to 1. I think we were all on. We were all on it in the WhatsApp group. Completely the wrong price. And also Matisha Patharana won at 7-2 for top bowler in the Trinidad game. And I got a small profit from um, Salman Urshad for top bowler. Big thing with Karaya is it's just the wrong price. It's what Ed tells us all the time. This is the game. You've just got to stick with it. Back the wrong prices and eventually they will pay off. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, What's on the show this week, Hawkins, beyond more massive winners from our massive winners? Well, hopefully some more wrong prices, as Paul mentioned. So ODI previews for England versus Ireland, Bangladesh versus New Zealand and Australia are in India for an ODI. That should be bigger than it's um, being billed. But we've got a qualifier as well, the qualifier in the Caribbean Premier League, Guyana versus Trimbago. Trimbago, winner goes to the final. We've got teams, pitch reports, trades, strategies and win rates for players to follow across the tops markets. Wonderful, Hawkins. Best bets at the end of the show as well. So please stick around for that. How sore are you if you missed that 90-1 pick? That's the big question. Let us know at Cricket Betting. But for now, we will start with a World Cup outright. Betfair exchange prices for you for the tournament, which of course starts on October the 5th. India, the favourites at 3.35. England, 4.5. Australia, the big mover at 6.5. Pakistan, 7.8. South Africa, 10.5. New Zealand's at 12. Sri Lanka at 50. Bangladesh, 160. Afghanistan, 180. And the Netherlands are 1,000 to 1. Richard Mann, England came back strongly against the Kiwis. How are you feeling about them now? Yeah, they look to be coming to the ball nicely, don't they? Um, I, I would say one thing. I thought New Zealand were, were really poor, actually, particularly when faced with big scores back in second. So maybe dangerous to read too much into it. But I think the big plus for England is is the squad news that's, that's come out um, more recently. Um, nothing against Jason Moy, but I didn't think they needed three openers in that squad when you've got guys like Moeen and Root who could do the job anyway. And it obviously means getting Harry Brook in, who, who is a once-in-a-generation talent. So things looking good for England at the moment, but I wouldn't get carried away. OK, Joe Root of uh, no hundreds for how many years? Anyway, um, Paul Krishnamurti, India won the Asia Cup by bowling out Sri Lanka for 51. Is that ominous for the rest of us? Extremely. Um, not only did they hammer Sri Lanka as that, they also hammered Pakistan 
So their two biggest rivals in those conditions look absolutely miles behind. It looks like after two years, three years of constant experimentation, they've got a relatively settled high-class lineup. You know the pitches are going to suit them. You know everything's going to be geared for them. I wouldn't put any anyone back in off backing them at three point three five. I just hope at some point we'll get a little bit bigger. Okay, Hawkins, please tee up our Cobb plans for this World Cup, starting from next week's show, please. Yeah, so uh, we're going to break down the World Cup preview into two shows. So next week we're going to start looking at the at the outsiders. So that would be Netherlands, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and New Zealand. If those prices stay the same, which they surely will we'll give you the strategies for each of those teams we'll also tell you who the players to follow are on the top bat and top bowler markets and we'll just answer that big question is is the world cup going to be won by uh one of those five outsiders i suspect the answer is no but um do come back next week to find out anyway okay can't wait um hawkins has got his excel spreadsheet out that's all i'll say now let's get on with some some games, shall we, while we wait. Uh, England versus Ireland, Wednesday, 12.30pm, start UK time. Live on Sky Sports, Leeds is the venue. Uh, England, no better than 1.14 on the Betfair Exchange to win this. Ireland a 7.6. Hawkins, get low down for us. Yeah, possible 11 for you. For Ireland, a uh, bit of a late change because Curtis Camphor is going to bat at number three, so... I think Andy McBride is going to probably drop into the middle order. So Sterling, Balburnie, Camphor, Tector, Tucker, McBride, Dockrell, Delaney, Adair, Little and Younger. Uh, Hume is probably unlucky to miss out the pacer. England for you. Crawley is the captain. Duckett is the vice captain. So we suspect they'll open the batting. Root, Haynes, Salt, Jack Smith, Rehan, Ahmed, Wood, Lukewood, Cass and Potts. Ireland have won just four of their last 15 against all opposition. Of course, didn't qualify for the World Cup, so very much on the uh, downward curve. There is rain forecast. Uh, we could get overs reduced here, so be aware of that. Ireland's gone over 2-5-9 against the established nations, um, batting first five times in the last 12. Leeds run rate last five years, 5.5. It has been a road uh, to the last five, 300 or more. That's your pitch report and your weather report. Paul Krishnamurti, as we drift towards October, what a glamorous affair this is. I'm going to come to you on pool, on, on innings runs, Paul. Um, will you be shorting with the weather around? Uh, need 20 overs for bets to stand on the innings runs market, of course. Well, that is a uh, tried and trusted long-term strategy on 50 over matches because even if at the start of the match, you know, you get 10 overs at the start of the innings. It's amazing how the market seems to dismiss the probability of there being some rain in the next two and a half hours. And when and if that rain does emerge, even if it's for a short time, the market's bound to overreact. So, yes, I, I think that's a strategy. And I would wonder, well, with it being headingly, is the line going to be really high because we've become used to these really high scores at headingly? Um, and we know that actually the reality of that ground is whenever it's overcast you go unders because you can get just as likely you're going to get extreme unders as overs so certainly I would do that and I think if Ireland back first I mean I'm wondering are still going to be 250 275 so under 200 under 175 could be really big value it could be like four five to one okay um Richard Mann you've got a lot to say about this game first up are you happy with the selection 
or has Hawkins got it wrong? No, I think Hawkins has got it spot on. Big talking point, obviously, Joe wasn't in this squad and he, he's requested some game time. He looks horribly out of form. We'll get on get on to him in the tops in a minute, but um, big run out for him. Um, name to note as well, Jamie Smith, who was really good in the 100. Um, so it's some exciting cricketers here. Um, and yeah, I think Ed's got it spot on. Okay. Um, will you be taking on England at those odds? No, I, I, look, I think England's white ball strength is... Look, he's fantastic, isn't it? And and even a second string will be too strong for Ireland. Just picking up on Paul's point ever so quickly, though, about Leeds. Don't forget, we were right at the end of the season as well. And Leeds, in particular, hosted a lot of cricket this summer with 100. He hosted a test match. It's hard to know exactly what sort of pitch will get served up. I wouldn't assume it's going to be a road. And then when you factor in the overheads as well, I certainly wouldn't won't be betting big runs this week. And Leeds is usually my baby for big runs, but I, I'm happy to pass it over on this occasion. Okay, any nuggets for in-play or trades, Richard, and then Paul after this, but you, you can pass if you wish, Richard. I'll pass just really the weather. It puts me off really. I was, I was looking at a few batsmen getting on them in-play, but if the weather's going to play a part, I'm happy to leave it. Paul, pressure on. Yeah, I'm inclined to pass as well. All I would say is that possibly, if England were to bat first, I could be tempted to back Ireland as a trade because I could just see this getting excited with a couple of low scores. OK, Hawkins, on to the tops. Yeah, some good prices around on the tops with uh, Betfair Sports, but we'll deal with Harry Tech, who's by far and away Ireland's best batsman. He's got three centuries in ODI cricket uh, in the last couple of years against established nations, so that's all of them going to the World Cup, plus West Indies. Uh, he's won five out of 21. Betfair Sportsbook know all of this, of course, so they went 11 to four. That was too short, but very nicely. They've boosted him to seven to two. So that gives us a, you know, a skinny old edge, about 1% on implied probability. Curtis Camphor is a really interesting one. Those three wins from 20 in the middle order, nine to one with Betfair Sportsbook. I'm actually put off by him batting at number three. I'd rather him down there at five and six be protected from that ball, that new ball, and win it with a 30 or 40. Um, Lorcan Tuckham, zero wins from 19, uh, is nine to two. I'm setting up Richard later with that. Yeah, I can say, uh, players to follow, please, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. 20 quid, says Richard Mann, backs Lorcan Tucker. Well, well, Paul can pay you after the amount he's on this weekend. Uh <laughs> I like Tucker here, actually, and, and as Ed pointed out, I like the number five slot here because I thought if the ball did a bit early on with a new ball, Tucker might be well-placed for number five. We know how well Ireland's middle order does. Um, so I probably will stick with them. I, I, I do really like him. The, the fascinating one for England is, is Joe Root. He's seven to two. Is 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 England's best player, whoever they pick. But this is a really weak lineup he finds himself in, isn't it? There's no Butler, no Besto, no Milan, and yet we're getting seven to two. I mean, it looks like a gift, but then you watch him in the last week; he's really struggling for form. And the other one I want to mention, he's too short, and I think he's going to bat down the order. Jamie Smith um, in the hundred, only two guys made fifties for Birmingham Phoenix, both of them with Jamie Smith. And that was a side with Smead, Moen Alley, Livingston, Duckett. He's a really good player. Dare I say, there's a bit of Kevin Peterson in him. Um, real good long stride. He can he can meet the same length ball and hit it off the front foot. And he can also do it off the back foot. He's a, he's a really good player in the making, Jamie Smith. If I thought we were going to have a clear day, um, I'd be tempted to throw a few quid at him just when he comes to the crease. Just buy whatever um, his runs line is. But obviously the weather again could could just scupper that a little bit. Paul Krishnamurti. 
Well, first of all, I think Ed's completely nailed the top island batsman market there. Um, Tarek Tector is an outstanding batsman and really solid for them. But there's no way I'm back in 11-4 in a potentially very low-scoring game. Um, and Curtis Camphor, who generally does bat at six, so I wouldn't rule him out in doing that again. I think 9 to 1's a cracking price. We've seen that time and again with Ireland in the middle order pay off. Uh, so I'd go with that. And also, I'd just say, on the top Ireland bowler, um, both Josh Little and Mark Adair are 130. Now, that is way too big for me because they are easily the best two bowlers in that lineup. I mean, I'd probably have them more at 2 to 1 and 9 to 4. And yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably go for Adair because they will save Little for the death. And of course, there's a very good chance that Ireland back first and Ireland only get, you know, a chase down the title with a few things. But both of them really overpriced. Sorry, Rich. Yeah. No, sorry. I, I've, I obviously this is a match. There's very little in the strike rates, but I just thought potential swinging conditions suited Adair Moy. He's a proper English old-fashioned seamer, mm-hmm. whereas Little's got a bit more pace about him. And yeah, I thought under under to thirty about either was fair, but I, I'd be going with Adair as well. Okay, we're underway. Keeping it chronological, we're off to the Caribbean Premier League for Guyana Amazon Warriors versus the Trinbago Knight Riders in the qualifier. Start time is midnight on Thursday, live on TNT Sports. Providence is the venue, 2.14 Guyana on the Betfair Exchange. Trinbago Knight Riders, 1.81. TKR always confuses me, Hawkins. Uh, Hawkins, now uh, deconfuse me with a lowdown, please. Yeah, winner goes to the final. Guyana have won the head-to-head. Uh, both by six wickets, chasing 172 and 176. Uh, Trimbago have got issues against Tahir, who was man of the match in the game against them, and Moti, they just can't get them away. So crazy bonkers price of that. Don't understand why these odds aren't the other way around. Guyana should be favourites. They have the edge in terms of run scoring with the bat. They go at 9.5 and over. TKR at 8.7. There's, almost, well, there's nothing between them on economy rates with the ball that uh, Guyana clearly have the edge. Prices should be the other way around. So they're going to line up like this. Guyana, Ayub Smith, that's Odin Smith. They solved their opening problem by putting the blaster up front. Hope, who's turned into some sort of T20 uh, maestro. Don't know how he's managed that. Azam Khan, Hetmar, Shepard, Pretorius, Paul, Moti, Tahir and Sinclair, Trimbago, Guptil Dale, Parano is rested coming back into the team. Carti Pollard, Russell Hossein, Samit Patel is available for them. Nareen Wakar, uh, Wakar Salam Kale, and Jaden Seals. Providence, nine of the last 60, 170 or more in first innings has been busted. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, how have you been getting on with Providence runs markets? Okay, actually, started badly in the first match where Talawar's completely flopped with 1-5-2, rubbish score. But at the weekend, we saw two biggies and they were very predictable. In fact, last night, 2-2-6, you had the worst bowling lineup in this competition, Barbados bowling to the outstanding Guyana in a game where they were bound to go for it anyway, bad first. And you could get like 11-4, 200-plus, 5-1, 2-10. And more to the point is... The, the sectionals, the in-play runs here. So take that rubbish Talawar score in the first match out. Now we've got 73 off the last 10. The five matches since, last 10 overs, 113, 119, 103, 130 and 122. So there you have it. Just bet after 10 overs, 
on either side. And I'd say in both cases, you've got an outstanding middle order gear to take advantage of that. Okay. Richard Mann, uh, keen to bow to Paul Krishnamurti's wisdom on the CPL, but uh, do Guyana represent uh, good value for you? Outstanding value, some might say. I can definitely see the case, but I mean, Paul's just laid it out, hasn't he? It's a really good place for strong middle order teams that can finish well and and look, they they really do finish well. Though the Trimbago, so much power in that middle order. Heads highlighted the negative against spin, but I'm still not so sure. I wouldn't be betting in the outright market myself. This terrific match, and and yeah, I'll be looking elsewhere for a bet than the outright market. Paul Krishnamurti, any trades, nuggets, cheat codes for this one? It's really difficult, I think, for the reasons Rich just said. I mean, look, the numbers unarguably favour Guyana. They, the, they have been the better team in this competition by some way than Trinidad. They've beat, won both of their matches comfortably. They shouldn't be the outsiders. I do fear, I do massively fear Trinbago. Uh, but I've got to put up Guyana at those prices because it's just wrong. Um, just going to add, uh, diverting a little bit, note that Jamaica Talawas has suddenly found form after a terrible tournament. Started well, absolutely abysmal in the meeting. Suddenly, they've won the last two matches very, very easily. Alex Hales came good with a ton. This is exactly what it did last year. They went into the playoffs with only eight points and end up winning it easily. So um, as much as these two sides have been the best two in it, I'm not banking on even winning it. I think Talawas still got a chance. Okay. Uh, Hawkins, to the tops, please. Yeah, just a couple of wrong prices to have a look at. Odin Smith being priced at uh, 13 to 2 with Betfair Bet Sportsbook, even though uh, he's been opening. I'm not suggesting they don't know that he's opening. I'm suggesting they just don't rate him as a batter. Uh, but he, he is a good batter. And he's been wasting his batting talent for two years or more. And something similar for Andre Russell, 13 to 2. Uh, we're keen on him for top trim Bago bat. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, another 90 to 1 winner would be quite good here. And uh, then Richard Mann, if you please, or a pass, if not, four players to follow in this particular match. I don't think we're going to get any big outsiders here because I think the lineups are going to be fairly predictable. We're not going to get anyone promoted bizarrely. I mean, that has been the hope with Ghana all the way through because the one weakness they've had over the years and still to some extent is the openers. So, Sayum Ayub's been outstanding, but he hasn't had a partner. But now they've found Odia Smith. I, I mean, that seems like a very obvious partner. And I think that's right. It's right. If you can get 30 to 2, that would be a fair bit of value, although. I prefer Ayu and Shay Hope was also a brilliant series. Um, the one bet for me, really, I think it would be TKR top bowler. I would, I'd be very interested in 137-2 plus Andre Russell, who always bowls the 19th and has a very solid strike rate. Okay, uh, Rich Man, just Shay uh, Hope. I get Guyana looks really solid and terrific. Nick, walk into the tops. Um, the tops for uh, which game are we on to? Oh, sorry. That's yeah. Oh, I just read the wrong bit of the script. That's silly old me. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much, uh, everybody. All Caribbean Premier League matches through to the final, previewed on betting.betfair, over 18s only, though, please. And do visit begamblerware.org. Two more ODI matches still to come, plus those best bets. 
But for now, next up is Bangladesh versus New Zealand on Thursday, 9am from Murpur. Bangladesh is short as 1.77 on an early show with the Betfair Exchange. Hawkins, please explain why. Yeah, well, New Zealand have picked a reserve team, basically, but we'll do Bangladesh first. So Tamim uh, coming back into uh, availability for selection. They haven't named their World Cup squad yet, so uh, he could force his way in. Opening the batting with Tanzit Hassan, we think. Litton Das is your captain. Animal Hack at number four. Hidoy Mamadullah, Mahedi Hassan. That's not Mahedi Hassan Miraz. That's Mahedi Hassan. It's the other all-rounder. Khalid Ahmed, Mustafa Sir, and Nassim, the same, potentially getting a go, 21-year-old. Leggy, uh, tail looks a bit long to me. New Zealand Young, Alan Nichols, Cleaver, Blundell, Ravindra, Foxcroft or McConchie uh, as your all-rounder. Jameson, Sodi, Ferguson, Bolt, so there's no Mitchell, there's no Alan, uh, there's no Nishan, there's no Phillips, um, uh, the Kiwis just is writing off this series, which is just absolutely bizarre to me, given they're going to have similar conditions in India. Uh, New Zealand have lost seven in a row in Bangladesh. Uh, that was a, a year span of 2010 to 2013. Those defeats occurred. Run rate at Murpur is 4.75. Four under 200 in your last 11 games. Richard Byrne, will you be rushing to back Bangladesh at odds on? I will not, no. I won't be rushing to back anyone at odds on at the moment. Uh, look, the England-New Zealand series had a real end-of-season feel to it, looking to something else, and this is exactly the same. Both sides, weak and squads. I, I just, th- there's there's opportunities, but but not in the match market at sharp prices. Paul Krishnamurti, view on the match odds in a second, please, but this has run short all over it. It does, it does. Um I wonder if the market will be quite wise to that, but I would have thought if you can get five to two or bigger on under 200, that's pretty solid. I think you look at the stats, two unders generally a pretty good score. You get a lot of games under that. And there's no obvious. I'm going to just say, I'll be on to it more in a minute, but I'd be more against going under actually on Bangladesh, who I don't like that lineup one little bit. Richard Mann, give me a nugget or something in play, please. Nothing original, but I think batting's been hard work here for a while now at this ground, and both batting lineups look pretty weak. I wouldn't fancy either chasing a lot, to be honest, and if you could get some fancy prices, uh, I could see a collapse chasing a pretty pretty average score here a second time. Same to you, Paul Krishnamurti. Could be match odds view if you fancy. Yeah, that's exactly what I fancy. Um, okay, I'm going to go, because I think that New Zealand are an absolutely outstanding price here. I mean, Bangladesh, to me, are a poor side at the best of times, right? And this is a side without Shakib Al-Assan, um, Najmul Hossein Shanto, Mahidi Hassan Faraz, Mushfiq Karahi, so possibly their four best batsmen. And also Taskin Ahmed, Shoreful, Islam and Ebedot Hussain. That's probably three of their top four best bowlers. Um, Taryn Mitbell's come out of retirement. Mamadullah's come out of retirement. I just wonder really what they've got. I, I, I think they, that's a really poor side. Whereas, yeah, that isn't New Zealand at first strength, but they've still got Bolton, Ferguson. They've still got their, their top spinner, their first choice spinners. They've got um, Will Young and Tom Blundell's a good player. Um, I would make New Zealand favourites here, regardless of the historic head-to-head, just because I don't, if Bangladesh's first team are a bad side, 
what is this side going to be? Hawkins to the tops. Yeah, Blundell at six to one with Betfair Sports at the top Kiwi bat is a price which sticks out. We don't have win rates on this uh, Kiwi lineup because it's um, experimental, so that all goes out the window. But we're going on eyes really, um, and prices which look wrong in terms of the ability of the player that they are next to, and that means that Ravindra at seventeen to two. Uh, looks a standout price in the middle order. It looks a really classy player to me, Ravindra, and I think he's going to replace Mitchell Santner in time as the uh, Kiwi uh, spinning all rounder. Young has been boosted to seven to two, but we need four to one on the win rate against his old teammates. So uh, he plays your money as he takes your choice without you. You may work out that um, the slightly shorter seven to two is, is worth it. Um, and we're talking about wrong prices at, at the top of this show. This is probably one of the biggest wrong prices I've ever seen. And that's Tammy Iqbal at 17 to two with Betfair Sportsbook. It won't be around by the time this podcast makes it into your ears. But um, just to show show that wrong prices do happen. And if it is still around, uh, fastest fingers first. But uh, we won't be tipping it for obvious reasons. Players to follow Richard Mann, then Paul Krishnamurti. And that's what Ed said about uh, Ravindra. It looks a really good player. Good 60 against England in the, the last ODI. He went off 16s in that game for top Kiwi bat. Um, obviously shorter here, but he's, he's not he's not got people like Phillips and Mitchell to beat. The other interesting thing about Ravindra as well is, given he is in the World Cup squad and a few of these aren't, I wonder if they'll use this, this toe as an opportunity to really give him some exposure with a bat, maybe try and get him into that f- top four at some stage. So I, I suggest you probably take that 17 to two, because I think at some point you, you'll definitely be ahead of the curve there. Or you could look to play him in the man of the match market. Paul's made a really good case for why New Zealand should be favourites anyway. We know he's going to do a lot of bowling four wickets against England in that last hour. And with that, I think he's a terrific young cricketer. Um, I want him, I'd want him on side over the next week or so. Paul Grishnamati. Well, um, firstly, agree with Ed completely about Tammy Mitchell. Tammy, Tammy, that's a crazy price. Um, and also Tom Blundell, 6-1, to one, very fair. But I'll go for two more, even bigger. Again, completely wrong prices. Mamadullah is 14 to 1. Um, and he would strike me as perfect for a game like this because he's a very consistent 20 to 30 man in the middle order, and that could be enough here. And 40 to 1, our old friend Mahidi Hassan, who has won before at much shorter odds in much stronger Bangladesh lineups. That, that's just wrong. That should be 12s or 14s. So go with those, those two. Okay. Thank you very much, gents. One last game left. And you could say we've saved the biggest till last. It could be the World Cup final, indeed, this one. India versus Australia, the first ODI from Mahali, Friday, 9 a.m. UK time. TV details are unclear at the moment. Betfair exchange prices, though, are not, which have India at 1.86 favourites on an early show. Hawkins. Yeah, and that's because it's not full strength. Again, no teams taking these games seriously despite the World Cup less than, uh, well, two weeks away, something like that. No Rohit, no Hardik, no Kohli, uh, but they will be full strength for the third ODI. We think they might line up like this. India, Ishan, Gil, Ayer, Rahul, Yadav, that's Sky Yadav, Varma, Jadeja, Sundar, Thakur, Bumrah and Siraj. Australia, not entirely sure what their fitness issues are. Uh, at the moment, uh, we know Cummins is injured. We know Starks had a problem. We know Smith's had a problem. Uh, so they might have to 
by their time, but we're just assuming that they're fit with this 11 that I've picked. So Warner, Mitchell, Marsh opening the batting, Travis head out with a fractured hand. Smith uh, has said he's going to want to bat three. Labashane, Carey Green, Maxwell coming in for Stoinis, who uh, this has slipped under the radar. Stoinis has been dreadful with the bat for years. Um, and only people are really beginning to realise now. So uh, he could lose out. Maxwell coming stark. Hazelwood Zamba finishing it off, off, finishing it off for you. Australia won 2 1 in India in March. Mitchell Marsh, player of the series. Zampa was key. Australia arguably stronger 11 this time than the one they put out for that series. Mahali pitch report for you. It's been a road for a long time. There have been big runs in different white ball eras down the years. Most recently, India failed to defend 359 against Australia in 2019. Some might say this is a tricky one, Richard Mann. Are you one of them? Definitely tricky, um, but I, I'd, I think Australia would probably value at the odds. And I think you look back at that series we've just seen with South Africa, and for my money, and, and, and the guys may disagree, I thought the cricket we saw in that series... Um, against South Africa. It was outstanding. And to me, it was a level above what we saw in the Asia Cup. Um, now, whether that means that Australia win the World Cup, we, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but they look in a really good place to me, South Africa on the surge as well. And I think with India weakened here, I think Australia have a bit of value odds against. Paul Krishnamurti, are you, are you surprised at those India odds? No, not at all. I'm with Rich. I think Australia have got a cracking chance in this match. Um I understand we're under favourites, but they, they, they're not a full strength. I completely agree with what Rich said that Australia, that, that series of South Africa was outstanding. And one thing I would say about Mahali is this isn't, this has never been an especially spin friendly ground. This is actually a ground where probably the best time for the bowlers is, with, is pace with the new ball. So I could see Australia getting on top of that, and they certainly bat deep enough and, and aggressively enough to win this. Okay, thanks very much. Um, Hawkins, the tops, please. Uh, yeah, well, Ishan Kishan, uh, six to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, I, I think he might open the batting uh, because they need to keep him in touch for the World Cup. Um, so he's a bet on batting order and win rate. Uh, we had um, success story with Paul earlier, didn't we? I'll give you a sob story with Ishan Kishan. Backed him at 10 to one in that Asia Cup final. Uh, and then he opened the batting with Shubman Gill, chasing 51, and he was beaten by he was beaten by four. Uh, moving on to the Australians, Warner 11 to four is a bet on win rate with Betfair Sportsbook. He's winning 30% of the time, and Smith is a bet on win rate at 13 to five. He's also winning 30% of the time. Uh, jot down those numbers. You won't go far wrong with those to suspect in the World Cup, and we'll probably revisit those strategies. Uh, for our World Cup preview shows. Okay. Uh, what have you got, Richard, man? I, I don't see a lot of problem with backing uh, Shubman Gill in the top India batsman market. What a record he's, he's, he's making for himself, averaging over 60 now, and with a few big guns missing, he, he looks the obvious one. Um, I thought... 
I thought Australia's was harder actually, um, just not showing the teams. Um, but it, but on Mahali in general, but, I mean, this was really a road in the IPL, wasn't it? There was a two sixteen twenty overs in or two five nine in one of the matches there. So if you can get some both teams to score, or just I mean, Paul will put some meat on the bones, but big runs here, especially given we might have weakened our our bowling attacks that aren't right, particularly Australia's. There could be runs to be made here. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I'm going to absolutely um, put some meat on those bones. Um, this is a road. Um, even historically, when the last two first innings here at 50 overs were 358, wasn't good enough, and then 392. Um, I mean, the beauty of this is, is that, I mean, it's, a, it's a, one of the most reliable high scoring grounds in the IPL. And the difference in T20 is, as I say, you have to take a lot of care at the start because something always for the quicks. If you've got a long time to get in on this ground, you can really get anything. And I think that really bet on, I'll, I'll be betting 320 plus, 350 plus, even have a small bet on 400 plus or 380. And I think you'll get really big prices on them because the market doesn't fact, always factor in these complete runs. Okay, that is real innings runs wisdom to finish us off from Paul Krishnamurti. Thank you very much, Paul. Now we are moving on to the best bets time, where unless we have a five-point challenger, Hawkins. Yeah, we do. We, we do. do. We do. It didn't look like we we're going to get one, but Jack Jones has come up with a business. He's a returning champ on the five-point challenge. Two winners. He went on the top bats last week. Rizwan and uh, Brandon King did the business for him. Uh, so he's going tops again. And we're starting in Bangladesh versus New, New Zealand. It's a point a piece on these ones. Jameson, top New Zealand bowler. And Nurul Hassan, top Bangladesh batsman. In the Guyana TKR games, going for a point on Nicky Paran to be top run scorer. Ireland versus England is going for Sterling, top bat. And then India versus Australia, Sky Yadav to be top bat for the hosts. There you go. Okay, um, coming straight to Paul Krishnamurti for your five points, Paul. Okay, so we will start off with a um, one-point double, New Zealand to beat Bangladesh and Guyana to beat TKR. We'll have 1.5 points, Mark Adair, top Ireland bowler. Um, on the Bangladesh game again, uh, half a point on Mamadullah at 14-1, to one, top Bangladesh batsman and a what 0.25 points on Mahidi Hassan at 40s. So we're on 2.5, uh, sorry, 3.25. Uh, for the last 1.75, we'll have one point on first innings run Australia, India, 320 or more, half a point, 350 or more, and a quarter of a point, 380 or more. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Richard Mann. He's Nick Mamaka there, hasn't he? So, uh, Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off. I'm gonna have a one and a half point Joe top England batsman against Ireland at seven to two. Uh man other one and a half point bet will be on Shubman Gill, top India batsman at three to one against Australia. Leaves me a couple of points. I'm gonna have uh, Ratkin Ravindra, top New Zealand batsman. Uh, against Bangladesh at 17 to 2. And also in that game as well, I'm gonna back no first innings 50 at 13 to 2. I'm hoping for a minefield. Marvellous. That was Cricket Only Better, episode 212. Please do not miss Cricket Only Better, episode 213 next week as we start the analysis for the World Cup with all the data and angles that you will need for profits. 
Have a lovely week in the meantime, and we will see you then.